Welcome to Real Black Council Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in with the family. Today's conversation is going to be about Candace Owens. She went on her Facebook Live last week and she spoke about the Ahmaud Arby case. And she made some points that I felt like it needed to be discussed, right? If you're not familiar, Ahmaud Arby is a black American man that was killed by two grafted men in Georgia. These men notified the police after they killed this original man. There was a video made. They showed the police a video and they were allowed to go home. Well, the community got together. They began to protest. They began to beg for justice. And the tables were turned and those two men, those two grafted men that killed Ahmaud Arby was later arrested they were placed in jail with no bail. And that's where we are right now, right? That's the spot that we're at right now, right? And Candace Owens, if you're not familiar with Candace Owens, she's a black American Republican. Um, she has a movement called Blexit. It's a movement in the hashtag. And the purpose of Blexit is to create a black exit politically, right? For black Americans to leave the Democrat Party in which we support in the tune of 90%. And if we do not vote for the Republican, at least provide an ear, give them a chance, if you will, right? So, um, in this pursuit, Candace Owens have been going on tour in the wilderness of North America for maybe like, um, maybe like a couple of years now. I mean, she's really been hitting the inner cities hard now. We got to respect her movement. She's been going to Baltimore. Philly, I think she got another event coming up in H-Town, right? Shout out to Houston, Memphis. She hits all the major inner cities. And um, one thing I will say about this sister, she don't have a jelly bag. That ain't her. She don't, uh, <laughs> she ain't got no jelly bag now. Whatever she says, she says. Uh, in front of a small audience, in front of a large audience, in front of a hostile audience. It doesn't really matter. She doesn't change her position. It doesn't really matter who she's standing in front of. So I do salute the sister for that. But in this regard, I feel like what she's been doing is dangerous. And at the same time, it's been helpful. And when I say in this regard, with her speaking about the Ahmaud Arby case, Again, it's been dangerous and it's been helpful. And then we'll dive into that after we watch the video clip and then we come back. And then, of course, we'll have our conversation. Now, the original Facebook clip that she made is 20 minutes long. Now, there's no way I can go for 20 minutes of BS. It was hard for me to listen to it the first time around. I would not play the entire 20 minutes for you guys. What I will do is just play a, um, a portion that we're going to talk about today. And maybe in the future, if we're going to break down other parts of the video, we'll do that, breaking it down in parts. We just will not play the entire 20 minutes and then, no, that's just too much. We can't overkill. <laughs> so let's play the video, family. Hello, Facebook. 
Um, haven't done a video in a while and I wanted to be sure to insert my opinion about this very viral case of Ahmad Arbery, um, who is being dubbed as just a jogger by the media. Uh, and I just kind of want to talk about um, really just the media's role in propaganda and how upsetting it is to me that Black America always seems to take the bait. Like, I have to say, this case, after all of the work that I have done these last three or four years to wake Black America up to the fact that every election cycle, there is some story that they perpetuate that is supposed to make us think that we are being chased by the Ku Klux Klan. And yet here we are a couple of months away from an election and there are black people running around saying that we are being lynched in Georgia. So let's just start with just the, the case and how it's been being reported. So first you are hearing that it is a modern day lynching. That should instantly, if you are a black American and American, make your ears perk up a little bit because there are not really modern day lynchings that are taking place in America. There are not really modern day lynchings that are taking place in America. Um, there are not lynchings taking place in general. I mean, even at the time, at the height of the civil rights movement, when black people were actually being lynched, it was approximately 3,500 black people that were lynched from the entire period of 1882 all the way up until 1968. All right, so that's actually a very low number relative. So that's actually a very low number relative. So that's actually a very low number relative. Um, not saying that lynching is okay, obviously, but a very low number relative to the population that we had at that time or the population um, that we had all the way up until 1968. Based on all of the rhetoric, on all of the articles, which is saying that it's an example of a modern lynching, I am fully expecting to see a video of a mob of white people maybe with a rope, maybe with um, some guns, just marching down the street towards a black person so that they can kill him and make a mockery of him. That's, that's what you should have expected based on the rhetoric that was perpetuating. Everybody was outraged left and right because of this 10 second clip. What I actually saw watching the video left me with more questions than answers. First and foremost, I, I, the, he was not being pursued in the video, obviously. Um, it looked like he was running towards the car and then when the two people who had guns, he went around and he attacked the person. So that actually left me with a lot of questions of like, what is going on in this circumstance? Who is recording this video? Because the person who was recording the video was obviously catching up to the situation. He hadn't been trailing this person. Um, and I just wanted to know, how did everybody watch this 10 second clip and instantly think that this person uh, was completely just a jogger um, who was being lynched? I, I don't even understand how that came across. Second. Secondly, I noticed in the video and after reading reports that he's wearing khaki shorts. So just an easy question to ask is if you are just a jogger and he is being described in the media as an avid jogger, an avid jogger, this is something he does all the time. I do not know any avid joggers that jog in khaki shorts. Now again. And we're back. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And thank you guys so much for viewing the video, right? That was the voice and video of Candace Owens. Like I said before, we just, we shaved it down. We're not going to play the entire thing. Really, that was just the beginning of the video. Again, it, it extends out for 20 minutes. Now, there are three points that she made in that small clip. It's maybe about 10 to 12 points that she made. They're a little disgusting. I mean, just to be... 
just it is what it is. Because what she was doing was raccooning for Grafted America. That's her large audience is primarily Grafted Americans. That's who's on her Facebook platforms. It's not original people. It's not us. Right? It's not us. It's Grafted Americans that follows her and listens to her and ride her coattail. Now, before the video, I said that she's dangerous and she's important. I'm going to tell you why I said that. But let me say this as well first. There was a book created by an author, our ancestor at this point. His name is W.E.B. Du Bois. He created a masterpiece. And the name of this masterpiece was The Souls of Black Folk. I read it three times. I read that book three times. What W.B. Du Bois essentially was talking about in the souls of black folk is that. See, in black Americans, there's a battle. There's a struggle. There's a war. And part of that war is. The identity. That one should have. That's the battle. That happens in the souls of black people. I want you to imagine a seesaw. And to keep a seesaw level. The weight have to be equal in both sides. That provides a seesaw with good balance. Otherwise, one side is going to go higher up than the other side. So when you imagine in this seesaw, on the left of the seesaw, I want you to think of Americanism. Americanism is a weight on the seesaw, on the left side. On the far right side, I want you to think pro-black consciousness on the far right side. See, the key in America is to be in the center, balance. To be that black American. You're respected. If you're too far to the right and you're super pro-black, you're militant, nobody's going to touch you. But if you're super far left, and you're an original person, but you're on Americanism strong. Now, to the community, you're going to be looked at as a coon, as a shine, as a ham bone, as a handkerchief head, etc., etc., right? See, unfortunately, in this video, our sister, Candace Owens, see, she was too far left. See, she was too far on Americanism as an original woman. That repels our people. We don't like to see that. The first statement you made was talking about the KKK theory. And see, this type of thing happens every election time. And black people get caught up in this. And I work too hard to get black Americans away from this thought pattern. But see, see, this is her words. And black Americans thinking that white folks is out there to kill them. Well, sometimes, Candace, they are. I hate for the sake of the election. I don't know why you're so invested in this election. I don't think your name is going to be on any ballot. Nevertheless, 
You're so worried about this happening during election time. I don't know if these conservatives or this GOP, they writing you a secret check. But I respect the Blexit movement, right? I respect the Blexit movement. But I hate for the sake of the election that Ahmaud Arbery had to get shot three times with a shotgun. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry that that had to happen to throw your election off. Because you try to make it look like it was just something that the media put together. No, 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 sister. Come back down. The media didn't put this out. The media wrote the report about it and threw it under the rug. Original people in the wilderness of North America. That's how that story gained traction. Facebook Live, going on Twitter, going on the gram, staying live on these phones. That's what got this story traction. Not BSNBC. Not CNN. Not none of these old major media networks. It didn't happen. She said the thing that bothered her the most was the jogger theory. And she almost condemned our brother because, see, he had cargo pants on when he was jogging and she said well no avid jogger wears cargo pants she never even once touched on the fact that he was shot down in the middle of the street by two grafted men she kind of like 20 minutes she kind of blew that off she kind of blew that off the whole 20 minutes she said that was the first thing that she thought about was the jogger theory a black man gets shot down in the middle of the street and that's the first thing you question as a black woman? The first thing that I questioned was, see, the reason they pursued him and stopped him because they said there was a lot of burglaries in the neighborhood. So the first thing that I thought about was, well, I'd like to see the police report on how many calls and break-ins that's been reported in that neighborhood. With People that identify with the look and the description of our late brother Ahmad Arbery. See, that's what I wanted to see. How many calls that they got in this neighborhood of break-ins? And then when you do the legwork, you see, well, they only got one call. So you got to think about that. That's what stood out to me first. That's what the first thing that intrigued my mind. Damn, how many break-in calls did they got? That whole community looked like it's full of grafted Americans. Every time they would have seen a black man or woman, they would have called. They see us, they call. If, whether you're suspicious, whether you actually broke in, if they look at you hard and you think you're thinking about breaking in, they're going to make the call. It didn't happen. That's the first thing that came to my mind. Then she threw up point number three that caught me was she tied the downplayed lynching to make grafted Americans that's on her Facebook live feel better. You don't have to belittle the plight of your people to make the enemy feel better. You don't have to do that. Why would you do that on a big platform? Oh, man, there was only 3,500 black people lynched dating from 1882 or 1881. One of those dates she threw out. Just 3,500. Damn, just 3,500? 1882? I don't know, man. Maybe my history book wrong. The first Africans got here in 1619 in my book, but that's a different story for a different day, right? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my Aboriginal brothers. <laughs> That's a different story for a different day. Where did you get the 1882 date from? From 1882 to 1960-something, there was only 35 lynchings. Like, and according to the population, that wasn't a big deal. That wasn't a big thing. That was very few and far between. What? If you lynch one person, you know, any type of murder or homicide, see, that death is instant for that victim. But you know where that death lives at? In the minds and hearts of mom and dad and brother and sister and grandmama and cousin. So just throwing out a 3,500 people was lynch mark. When that body was lynched and hung, whether male or woman, that affected everybody in the entire family. That sent shivers through their bodies. Through the entire family of those that were killed. Michael Donald just was hung in Alabama in less than 30 years. Less than 30 years ago. There was a brother in Texas. He was walking home from the bar. You guys remember the story, right? He was leaving the bar. Three grafted men followed him. Beat him. Hung him to the back of their truck. Drove him around Texas and killed him. That happened within the last 30 years. The most recent lynching was that young devil... He went into the church in Carolina. He was armed. And then he had the audacity to tell our people, say a prayer. Go ahead, go ahead, say a prayer real quick. I'm finna. And he killed men, women, and you know the story, right? That's lynching. That's lynching. And you know, the devil that did that in Carolina. They was trying to let him off. They was trying to help him plead insanity. And he didn't allow it. He didn't go for it. He said, nah, I knew what I did. I did what I did. I know what I was doing. But see, those stories she will not talk about. Those stories she would not talk about. See, This is why that sister is dangerous. But, see, let me show you why now this sister is important. Sometimes as black Americans, we just get so bent on this Trump thing, right? See, it's Trump this. It's Trumpism. See, Trump is putting a battery in their back. And he's making these grafted Americans poke their chests out a little bit more than what they normally would. And he's making them more brolic and they're more stronger in conversation in terms of race than what they normally would be. It's all because of Trump. It's all because of Trump. Well, I got to respect it. That's some of my people position, right? That's that's their opinion. That's their POV. See, my POV is a little different. You know what could bring the real snake, the real beast out of a person? The real 
devil out of a grafted person. The voice of a black man and woman that's saying what they think. See, that's what makes them come out of the shadows. When you are able to say what they think, because once you say what they think now, see, nobody can accuse them of being a racist anymore because, see, I'm just piggybacking off of what you said. I'm just agreeing with what you said, Candace. Yeah, I thought that was odd that he had those cargo pants, Candace. You're right. I thought that was odd that Amaya kept going into the empty house. See, you're right. See, this is not my thoughts. I'm just agreeing with you. And then she threw out the statement of uh, black on black homicide. The numbers are high and all that. I agree with the sister on that. In fact, I made some content. A lot of people didn't like. I said the only reason we know Ahmad Arby's name because he was killed by a, a grafted person. If an original man or woman would have killed him, we wouldn't even know his name. See, we just lost a precious soul in Chicago. A sister, pregnant with child, did what she knew best to do. She seen a homicide and to clean up her neighborhood, she reported a homicide and went to court to testify. But she was killed by people that looked like her. And she was with child. See, that's not going to make the news. You know why? That bullet didn't come from a grafted man or a grafted woman, see? That's the game in America. For your death to be important, that person that kills you got to be white. Whether he's a police officer or he's a civilian, if he's the same shade and color as you, it's not... It's not news. It's not a big story. That's something that we got to grow from. But that's a different story for a different day. The thing that Candace brings to the table is that you can literally look through the comment boxes and see everybody that agree with her. That shows you the real thought pattern of a lot of these people in America. Won't show me anything. <laughs> it won't show me nothing new. I got too many Dr. Ben and Dr. Clarks and man, I got too many Elijah Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, peace be upon all those great men. Too many of those lectures, man, for me that I know what's going on. That's my foundation for how I view the world. You can take it or let it alone. There are some great black scholars that did the work in which a lot of our worldview should be held through their eyes. Our beloved sister Candace Owens, the only thing that's going to wake her up is this. See, she's married, which is a beautiful thing. She's married in America, which is also a beautiful thing. The wake-up call is going to happen when children are involved. See, right now, she's just speaking her thought pattern, and she's talking, and she's... And a lot of people are embracing her, right? The way she goes at liberals, I totally disagree because... See, liberals or conservatives, they're still in the same family. Meaning that you're not separating the people by doing that.
there's still one household. Mom and dad can be a conservative and the two kids can be liberals. You're not going to split that household up because there's still one family. The way she talks about conservatives and liberals as if they're not in one household, but they're in one household. Right? When she have a child, at that time, she's going to fully understand how America works. See, if you look at Candace Owen past, she's raised and reared in Connecticut. But she never really tells how she got to Connecticut. You know how she got there? Her parents and grandparents thought that it'd be a great place to raise her. Because her grandparents can remember laying on the floor in their home in Carolina and gunshots coming through the window from the KKK. Now, she doesn't talk about that because she tried to make it look like every time there's some race issue, black people play the victim. But your family was the victim of grafted people's aggression. So much so that they left their home in the Carolinas and they fled to Connecticut. And what did they do when they get to Connecticut? It was either the sheriff's son or the mayor's son in that little city that they lived in. I can't remember. It was like, you know, one of those positions. I can't remember, right? Nevertheless, there was uh, one of their sons. It was the mayor's son or the sheriff's son. That was calling the home of the Owenses. Giving racist remarks. And they were somehow able to track the number down. And then once they done so. That followed up with a lawsuit. And I think the Owens family. Received maybe 40 grand out of the deal. But see this is her beginnings. Now everybody else that have. A funny relationship with grafted people. She tried to make it seem like everybody else just playing victim. Oh, you're just a victim. Stop. Come off the victimization and leave the victimization alone and this and that and the other. And But that's your reality, though. But you never talk about your reality. But if the universe bless you with children, of course, you still live in America. There's no mulatto on the books anymore. There's no checkbox for being mixed in America. That child is going to belong to the original people, the original family of the planet. And I'm hoping things going your way when that child have to go to school, then go to middle school, then go to high school. And then when that child have to learn how to drive. That. At that time, that's when the speech is going to have to be taken and given about what you must do when you're poured over as a black man and woman in America. And that would be your wake up call to what America truly is. Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us, right? This is Real Black Cards of the Foreign Podcast.
Big VJ, check it in, man. I get it with you guys later. Peace.